0: hello everybody welcome to another episode this is barbara and i'm really really happy to be back um yeah at the moment i'm recording with my phone so i'm sorry not bands for any um for the non ambrosial incredible audio quality that you might be used to from previous episodes of course um at the moment, I'm not home. I am in an island. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not traveling anymore. I just decided to stay here as it usually goes. I come here for four days usually and just end up staying for two fucking months. <laughs> so this was the case this time as well. And I'm not even mad about it. I'm not even mad. I. It's been great to just have my essentials with me um just because I I love having my space in my room and my, all my shit but also you know my books but also it's just really nice to kind of like live with what I have and like kind of embracing the minimal lifestyle sort of thing or the essentials kind of thing um and I'm really happy about it and yeah I hope you've had a wonderful week a wonderful february so far i can't believe that it's what it's 10 for me no wait hold on it, i think it's 11 even to me right now i'm recording this on 11th uh of february in new zealand wahiki island at the moment and it's 11 february eleven ten thirty six in the morning hence also my morning voice um just had breakfast had my tea stretched um, and I'm looking forward to another big stretch before I head out Um, but yeah I last night I was on the boat um, because in order to get here you need to go to Auckland the big city and take a boat to get into the island it's around 30 minutes which is quite nice most people just love getting the boat ride every day if they go to work or simply in general it's just a really nice boat ride because it kind of gives you like that headspace to just do your own stuff, get on your book, get on your audio book, your podcast, whatever it is. So, it, um, yeah, I took that. I took advantage of that time. And last night I was just putting together what I wanted to talk to, what I wanted to talk, <laughs> to talk about today. And I'm really excited because it's something that I absolutely love and feel very passionate about and I'm still exploring and yeah just like finding my way through and like learning how to navigate and what I really love about this it's that it's a universal experience it's a universal theme um I haven't seen a lot of it anywhere I mean I, I've, I've read a couple articles online um and you know, it's it's just really it's it's quite refreshing when I come up, I, I come across things like these, but there's not a lot about the topic about linking these two things. Um, and I kind of had the epiphany, of, like of my fucking epiphanies, but I kind of had the epiphany of this when I was writing a personal essay for my writing for media class, and um, it was great. It was great. Um, I personally love. Uh, this is getting very redundant. Personal, personal, wrong? But I, I love personal essays so much. I think it's an incredible medium to like explore, um, just like the psyche and everything. Really, I, I love personal essays. It's kind of like you start with something, but then you end up with something completely different, or you end up with something that you were not expecting. It's quite crazy. It's kind of like a like a whole journey um but I was writing about uh food and sex about the relationship between those two kind of like it started as the idea of like experience um, experiencing pleasure generally in life sort of thing how for a long time I felt that it was that pleasure was just strictly linked to sexuality or sexual experiences or sex as a whole um, and for a long time, of course, um, I was not finding that and I was just like kind of numb in many areas of my life just because I was not finding the pleasurable um, tones in there. But um, yeah, I, I'm just going to talk a little bit about that situation because it's something that um, absolutely changes so much in our lives like it just enhances everything and it's usually things that we take for granted and it's things that um you're not supposed to go buy at the supermarket or you're not supposed to find in face masks or bubble baths you know what I mean like I I think that the well-being industry is great like I think that it's great that it's getting normalized or that it's getting like mainstream it's quite nice um just because you know I don't know it's it's cool for people who do it and you know to kind of feel like there's more representation but at the same time I feel like like everything that gets in the mainstream um there's profit out of it so there's also like this narrative about us acquiring well-being through things through paying money When in reality, it should not be like that, you know? We, of course, can experience all sorts of pleasure through things that we buy, absolutely. But um, it's inherent in us and it's something that we can experience literally every day. Every single second, (laughs) almost. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it goes. Um, I kind of found a link Like, an interesting link between food and sex. And I kind of, like, called them on my personal essay... The shadow aphrodisiacs of womanhood. (laughs) Um, Simply because I kind of, like... real Like, I've had a whole journey with food. um, A whole journey with food and body image and all that. And also with sex, with healing. My... Yeah, just, like, traumas and experiences and just, like getting to know me on that aspect and, like, my sexuality and all that. So it's kind of, like, two areas that I've been healing for a very long time that are inherent to human nature, like, they're basics, right? Like, they're just big basics and most, I mean, most women that I've talked to and in general from, you know, like, research online and just, like, you know, just in general, um, both food and sex are somehow sometimes issues with some women like i i feel like there's lots of like interesting tricky relationships for for some people to navigate and of course this is not exclusively to women but um i'm gonna speak f- from that perspective because i identify myself as a woman and i'm a woman so that's kind of how it's gonna go live with the focus but this once again applies for everybody and it's kind of a universal experience but Um, from what I've learned and come across was that I, both of them, there was a lot of shame around embracing food and embracing sex in general. Just like a a big shame, a big broken relationship. Um, Just a really interesting dynamic that kind of like comes and goes and it's like really up and down when our counterparts, let's say, Men, I'm not saying men in general, but you know, let's kind of compare it a little bit. Um, it's just something that it's openly embraced, you know, like you know, a dude who eats a lot just has a big appetite or whatever the fuck. And like, if I eat a lot, it's kind of like I mean, maybe not right now anymore, but you know, growing up, I did, I did like, I don't know, I remember having comments like, I remember my sister would also have a lot of that, and she also really struggled. Um, so I, that's kind of when I realized that it was not just me going through that. Um, so it's it's just really interesting and same story with sex. I think that's even a more straightforward one, you know, like men in general, just embracing sex and then, and them talking about, you know, (laughs) jerking off and all of that when they're in fucking high school or whatever, even younger, of course, younger, when in reality, women kind of, I don't know, like I I can't even remember in high school talking to my girlfriends about any of this. There was so much shame. But anyways, I found that really interesting link of shame around those two big aspects of human beings' lives. And I thought it was really interesting. And I kind of like, through my personal essay, unraveled my relationship with both. And kind of like the healing that came after um, after realizing my broken kind of broken relationships with both and how I was not indul- indulging or um, just experiencing pleasure at all and how there's a big misconception of linking pleasure to sex, you know, or just like sexual experiences. Uh, it kind of makes it harder, for example, to think of experiencing pleasure all the time when you're, I don't know, like single, when you're not sexually active, when you're not feeling sexy or hot or in your best shape you know what i mean like i feel like this image of pleasure has been given to us with standards that we feel like we need to meet in order to gain access to that incredible very ephemeral experience that pleasure is and brings um but i'm here to say that that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) that's very bullshit and i think that uh experiencing pleasure in our daily lives uh is incredibly healing and uh I'll share my story and ways that I have for that you might want to try uh keep in mind that this is of course my personal experience and um just like with everything I of course encourage you to try things out whatever but you know this is my truth I'm not gonna um force my my stuff my believe something anybody else I think there's a lot of value in hearing other people's ways and experiences but at the end of the day what works for you works for you um and I was quite inspired as well to record this right now because I the people who know me know this just because I kind of don't ever shut up about it but I am a slut for reading books about the brain I love reading books that talk about like neuroplasticity and just like how the chemicals in our brains interact with I don't know with ourselves with each other and just kind of get our bodies functioning in our minds it's just really really interesting to me it's actually quite liberating to realize that everything at the end of the day comes down to chemicals that are interacting with one another and with the external just with the environment and you know it's it's kind of also a very universal experience like we might sometimes blame ourselves for doing certain things or or thinking certain ways when in reality there's so much behind that we have not really acknowledged there's this uh there's this thing or term called uh, brain plasticity or neuroplasticity and it's fascinating because um that sustains the fact that we can actually kind of design our brains like we can kind of like it's the ability that our brains have to adapt to new things, to kind of like, um, let's say release of certain others. And it's kind of like molding it, shaping it the way that we want it to. It's like the ability of the brain to still learn, still connect um, uh, neurological pathways and create new habits, create new ways of thinking, expand our minds. It's like literally the it's literally expanding our minds, so I find that quite fascinating, it's just, like, so hopeful, you know, it's just, like, I know it's, it's, sometimes it feels, for example, with anxiety that it's part of you, and it's really, really hard to see, to try to see a world without anxiety, but in reality, we weren't born with anxiety, you know, Um, it's constantly triggered by our environment, and um, it's just quite liberating. Yeah. To know that, uh, our brains can be, st- can still be molded and shaped in, in ways that function and serve, serves us better. And I think that's incredible. I love reading about that. So if you're interested, interested in learning a little bit more about that, definitely, um, check out some work on neuroplasticity or brain plasticity. It's very, very fascinating. Um, I love uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's stuff, neuroplasticity, he's incredible, he kind of, he, I mean, not kind of, he sustains all his work with scientific research, with brain scans, with, with everything, while at the same time, he kind of brings in, like, the what we, <laughs> what we would call the hippy dippy woo woo shit kind of thing, so it's kind of like a nice, a really really cool mix of like yes, this is science, but at the same time, this is kind of like the more spiritual aspect of that, and um yeah, neuroplasticity is like absolute science, but if you're also uh, a spiritual person, there's there's a there's a bridge that is building in between science and that. Um, Intangible world uh so it's also really interesting i'm fascinated by that um so yeah uh neuroplasticity really really interesting so to me i i've experienced yeah like i, I don't know like trauma definitely just kind of like plays a big aspect in in the way that we behave the way that we do things because it's just how the brain how how we've been used to living life seeing things and i kind of experienced this neuroplasticity thing a hundred percent like I kind of tested it out and now I feel like I don't know the way that I see things and the way that I um my relationship with 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 food for example or with people in general it's really really different when I started incorporating certain things um and yeah I think to me it started with mindfulness uh which is Something that right now might not have the best I don't know, there's just like so much information out there and there's a lot of whitewashing around it and it's just it just kinda sucks that it's so that it sounds so white now. But I feel like mindfulness is uh is a beautiful concept. It's simply like, you know, the full immersion, immersion, immersion ah oh, putain the full The full immersion of one of the self in the present experience you know what i mean it's like the the um yeah it's simply being there it's like literally drinking water when you're drinking water you know because like literally all the time we're if we're showering cooking drinking water talking to somebody you know everything having sex everything we're our minds are somewhere else you know what i mean like they're just wandering around we're thinking of what we're gonna do tomorrow we're worrying about whatever anxiety is triggering us to think about what we, the stupid thing that we said earlier, you know what I mean? So I think mindfulness is an incredible tool that just kind of like recenters us and actually makes us fully experience what is in front of us. And it kind of turns that into this big sensorial experience, or at least that's how I see it. I think that um, it is a muscle definitely in the brain, and this is kind of where I come from with neuroplasticity um it's I don't know if it's if mindfulness let's see let's say is the ideal or the natural way that our brains might work because uh, we have memory we retain information so it might be actually kind of uh the autopilot of the brain of the of our nature to kind of like go back and forth and never be there but there's a way of kind of like mastering that focus and even if it's not mastering cuz that takes fucking ages it's simply like whenever we think about it it's experiencing certain moments in our lives with full detail full attention so that we can actually experience the pleasure that comes from there you know it's 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 fully immersing and feeling everything and that was so healing for me in so many areas of my life is starting with food. Um, I had a really tricky relationship with food, of course. I mean, as women, I think uh, we experience this quite often and like even publicly, you know, like on the magazines, like, I mean, I grew up seeing magazines shaming celebrities for, you know, looking a little bit bigger in real life from photos from their vacation on the on the beach you know what I mean just like shit like that so we're terrified of certain foods I grew up terrified of certain foods and I remember that even when I was like seven six or seven years old I remember that I was quite aware of the products that were I, I don't know if it's still a thing but like the ones that would have the label light the light label which meant that they were kind of like less calories you know like healthier for you apparently but that was kind of bullshit because it was full of chemicals at the end of the day but that was kind of the situation so like i always i i just like me um there's a fuck ton of other people who grew up with that and who are kind of like who were a little bit took them a little bit longer to indulge in food if not still you know it's something it's a relationship that heals and comes and goes and sometimes it's worse than others and that's fine it's absolutely fine it's not our fault though um but somehow it's a responsibility to fix it if we want to get beyond that. And um, yeah, to me it was so healing to to let's say start mindful, mindfully eating. You know, like to start tasting things actually and to cook them myself. Because for example, like I most most of the times we eat in automatic, automatically, in autopilot um I grew up watching tv while I was eating and as I started growing up I started enjoying more and more and more just sitting in, on the table and talking to my parents for like an hour after and laughing and blah 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 you know like that started feeling better and that started feeling right for me um but a lot of the times we just don't take the time to sit down and eat and this is just an example of eating but it, it goes with anything we We rarely just take the time to sit down, off our phones, off the TV, off whatever the fuck, and just sit down and do what we're gonna do. To me, when I started literally just like sitting down, taking a deep breath and eating my food and tasting it, trying to trying to read what was in there, what it tasted like, if I cooked it myself, trying to be like, "Mm," like you know, kind of like I don't know, like. it's it tastes differently and it feels like it's enough and um I started kind of healing my guilt and I started also connecting a lot this is bro this is a disclaimer this is gonna sound extremely hippy-deepy throughout so I'm sorry about it (laughs) but I started kind of like connecting with even thinking of like the source of you know like where these vegetables came from you know what I mean I was just like in awe it's like oh my goodness like in constant awe it's it's great. It's fucking hippy dippy. Maybe this is just my judgment, but um but yeah, it's incredible. It's wonderful. So that's just an example. Like I think when I the first thing that I kind of fixed in my in my lifestyle was slowing down with my meals. And as I slowed down with my meals, I sl- <laughs> as I slowed down with my meals, I <laughs> I started slowing everything else slowing down everything else, you know, and it started feeling good. Um slowing down is definitely a privilege, 100% I think that um of course we can't not everybody can afford to just do everything in fucking slow mindful motion. I've had a lot of conversations with people throughout life who have told me, you know, that they don't believe in any of this just cuz it's kind of privileged white people shit. Which it's really really sad and heartbreaking to to assume and think but they have a point and it's simp it's just the whitewashing stuff that comes around it you know it's just like thinking that it's about going to spas and like taking it slow going to the fucking you know to the sauna that you gotta pay for, you know it's like it kind of goes around that but i think it can it can start in the smallest of things In general, throughout our lives, like, I think that if we all have time to scroll on our phones, we do have a little bit of time to take from that scrolling or that whatever the fuck. Even if it's just literally five minutes, three minutes, one minute of breathing in and out makes a big difference. So I find, I found a lot of value in slowing down. Tapping into our daily, um, pleasurable experience comes in many Shapes and forms. Um, it's quite simple. I um I didn't know that I, I, I don't know that I found many things around me beautiful, or simply yeah that they gave me some sort of pleasure at looking at them or smelling them or seeing them or tasting them, um in whatever form they came uh just because I kind of like starting started opening my eyes to like see what actually made me feel certain things like the the more that I became aware of like how certain experiences people um foods things made me feel like the feeling that they generated on me the more it's just like (laughs) it's like that one thing that once you kind of like start figuring one thing out like just like the other start popping up you know it's kind of like becomes like it's like a domino effect so it's just really interesting how starting from something as simple in my case and I've I've heard from other people that it kind of starts like this and it's something that it's just about having the awareness you know it's like having the will and the awareness to sit down and figure out literally what you like and feels good to you in general in life um is very, very healing, um, simply because you get to experience, to incorporate these these things into, let's say, your routine. Um, to me, ritualizing certain times of the day made me feel completely different. And once again, it's not something that relies on products or relies on paid stuff, you know what I mean? I feel like, to me, um, I just found st- I I just realized that I found a lot of pl- pleasure in just kind of like having my <laughs> having my warm tea my warm my warm tea my um, hot water with lemon in the morning like I just like really loved the sensation of like putting something warm <laughs> of yeah having something warm inside my body and um, it's just really nice. And it's yeah, it's kind of it, it, To me, it kind of like got around ritualizing the mundane practices, the these just you know whatever random stuff, making them sensorial experiences, you know. Um, so it's 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 really interesting how that really really makes a difference, and how mindfulness really has a big role in tapping into our pleasure. Um, Because once we are truly immersed in the sensation and how it feels and, you know, how the food tastes like, how the, how, I don't know, nature literally smells like or feels like or sounds like, it's truly, truly um, pleasurable. Like I, last year I started just getting uh, so fucking obsessed with those random youtube playlists with classical music with like very specific moods it was just like (laughs) like dark academia playlists and like um (laughs) just show like oh you're sleeping you're a greek goddess sleeping in the garden or like you're playing chess with ghosts or whatever the fuck you know it's just like just like shit like that and i remember that i would like put it in while i was cooking while i was making my bed while i was doing my my life admin well, I was you know just doing in moments like that in my house and it would not just automatically like romanticize my mundane shit but it would also just make me feel really really good um because I personally I just find so so much like oh you know it's just like oh like delicious like I I, I love classical music so much so to me it's as if I'm just eating a, a really nice dessert and um it releases dopamine and the thing with pleasure it's this that in whatever form it comes it generally releases the chemicals in your brain that make you happy that make you feel excited it's the dopamine um it's the endorphins it really really um plays a big role in our lives and again it doesn't come from you know from from having sex or from you know certain specific things that we may link pleasure with, but it's in general. In general, we can experience this every single second of every single day. Um, And I think it's just about kind of bringing our awareness back into the ground and bringing it back into the present moment where we can actually see everything and we can sense everything with our senses. We can start experiencing things as they are rather than being on an autopilot that just lets things pass by and you know just kind of like takes those places without actually being there so i think it's it, it's been such an incredible just like life-changing experience to me being able to find pleasure and incorporate these kinds of practices into my life um especially uh being uh victim of um assault in the past i think that uh Being able to, once again, to me, uh, there was a time when I felt like, um, for example, I was never going to be able to experience pleasure again or, you know, or trust people or even like, you know, enjoy food. Um, And I think these sorts of uh, rituals, practices absolutely helped me heal that from within Uh, because at the end of the day, it's not people who gives us, who gives us pleasure, it's not like pleasure, it's not like we need to gain it, it's something that is inherent in having a body and having five senses, um, and, yeah, just living life, um, I think that comes with having, yeah, with having a human body, because uh, the body is, uh, the body lives through pleasure, you know, it's like we at the end of the day end up doing what feels good to our bodies, you know, um, so to me, yeah, mindfulness was a crucial key uh, of tapping into, into pleasure. Another thing that really helped me and that I started doing, I started doing it while I was working out, um, when I was doing aerial dance actually at the time, um, and started when I was doing yoga. But yeah, as, as cringe as that sounds, with yoga, I started kind of like breathing deeper when there was pain in my body. Um, And breathing in and out just became kind of like my anchor to the present moment, but also to navigate moments of grief, moments of anger, moments of, you know, anything. It just became a crucial tool for me to be present in the moment um, uh, because it was, yeah, it was kind of like something that really helped me navigate tricky situations or just situations in general um, one of the ways that um, experts suggest to incorporate, like, let's say, mindful eating into our routine is doing a few deep breaths before we eat our meal so that we don't, you know, so that we're not like all accelerated and just like eating just as like a as a reflex. You know what I mean? It's actually eating, it's, you know, <laughs> feeling everything, uh, experiencing the whole thing. Um, so breathing uh, is an incredible tool as well to stay in the present to navigate uh pain to navigate anger to navigate um uh uh trickier moments um and it's something that I remind myself to do when I'm feeling like I'm in the clouds or when I'm feeling like I'm in autopilot it's something that takes three seconds to kind of like once you notice yourself like that once you notice how you know what I, I feel like what's really mind-blowing about this is that once you kind of start to grasp a little bit of the concept of the fact that we live in fucking autopilot all the time, you just start start noticing and you start seeing yourself through <laughs> like another lens and you start kind of catching yourself in the most incredible moments or the most random moments just being far away mentally, you know? So I think the moment when I found myself like that, I kind of like snap myself out like just like snap it out and just kind of like breathe in again to be present and to be there to be listening to whoever I'm listening to to be um yeah just to be there it's it's an incredible it's an incredible tool as well I I love breathing and once again it's free we don't have to get it from anywhere breathing in and out it's incredible we can all do it um And I feel like at the end of the day, like this all comes down to slowing down and fully immersing our senses in. And I even feel like this is absolutely a little bit of like a, I mean, in such a fast paced world and like, you know, an instant, like where there's just instant, I don't know, like everything around us, you know, like we can get everything from our phones and, you know, everything is instant, pretty much, it's a little bit of, like, resisting this pace of, like, yeah, of, like, having everything in a heartbeat, and, um, yeah, I think that slowing down, and, yeah, just taking things as they come is a little bit of, like, yeah, a resistance to that big cycle of consuming, 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 and producing, and, like, fucking being obsessed with being productive, and, you know, I totally, like, I... I respect productivity, (laughs) like, I used to be obsessed with being productive, but I think that narrowing down, for example, like, if your day was good or bad, according to how productive you were, it's just fucked up, from my personal, from my opinion, I, once again, I don't think that it's about taking everything slow, and taking the time for everything, because, of course, we gotta work, we gotta study, we gotta do things, we gotta, some people have two, three jobs, we got bills to pay and everything, yes, But at the same time, um, we can experience little moments, small moments in our routine of bliss. And that does make an absolute, insane, massive difference. Um, Simply because our anxiety is constantly triggered by everything. By absolutely everything. We're over-caffeinated from the foods that we eat. There's a fuck ton of sugar in there. Uh, Poor sleep. We're addicted to our phones. Um, And all of those aspects really, really, really... Uh, increase our anxiety and I personally feel that so knowing that I tend to be very anxious and get hooked on my overthinking and distractors I kind of like bring these tools in to kind of like be a counter effect sort of thing like to kind of like be the counterpart of these things and alleviate a little bit of that and personal experience it's been life changing um I've been doing it for a few years i've talked to people who have their own ways and it's just fascinating to incorporate different things into into our lives so um i kind of like came up with the topic of sex in here um simply cuz it's something that as women, we also have been repressing for a long time or that we simply don't find satisfaction in. And, um, of course, practices of so pleasure are great. <laughs> but um, there's many other ways to experience that. And um, I remember that I started when I was, like, healing my relationship with, like, yeah, with sexuality and all that. I, it started with food. Like, I remember that I was, like, after really, really... Um, yeah, disturbing experiences. I um, I was just like numb in general, and I think I started experiencing pleasure once again with food. It started with food, and then I remember that I made this big list of things that I felt pleasure, pleasurable, and that I really enjoyed and loved, and just felt really good. Um, and just like the list kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and and now I just kind of, it just it's kind of second nature to me to start noticing everything and seeing everything around me, um, is really, really beautiful, I also think that, um, taking photos to me has been a big thing since forever, I mean, I've been, um, freelancing for years, but photography to me started being, like, my hobby slash, like, dream job back when I was, oh, dream jobs for a while, um, and I think, yeah, like, something as taking photos to me was just kind of, like, visually, putting me on track to finding really beautiful, um, really just like beauty in, in mundane shit around me. You know, I think I, I it's, yeah, I don't know if it's something that everybody uh, can get to experience, uh, if they're not, you know, I don't know. I don't know why what I was coming up with in here, um, but personally, yeah, as 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 an artist, I do experience that all the time, um, and I'm pretty sure that it's something that people who are not into any artistic discipline or hobby can experience as well, because uh, I think it's it's also like a muscle, you know. It's once you start uh, using it, it gets bigger and bigger, and it becomes second nature. Because once again, neuroplasticity is here to save us, so. We can actually incorporate these things and make it part of ourselves, of the way that we think of our brains. It's just a matter of um, of using the muscle. It's just a matter of that, and it's great. Um, I also want to state that, of course, I I p- part of my healing still is and was for a long time professional help therapy. Um, I do a lot of inner work, and you know, I use like these tools that you can have for free and you can have you know you can it's just about yourself but I also have to acknowledge that um, professional help is a big one for a lot of people it definitely is not for everybody I think we are all pretty different and I think that even if you I mean therapy is still a privilege and it's pretty unaffordable for many people and in many I mean states and uh, places in the world um but I think that therapy does help, uh, but it's not necessarily the one and only key. So I think that's also really important to keep in mind. Um, and there's a lot of, like, curiosity is also very healing. There's a lot of work done by incredible people, incredible writers, um, when it comes to books about, um, um, from sexual liberation to indulging and taking life slower and enjoying the little things about life, it's so fucking cheesy, but it's literally, (laughs) it literally slowly becomes what it is, and it does make sense, like, I now understand why this is the life motto of, of, of who, of who, of me, of me, okay, it's my life motto, okay, cool, um, yeah, journaling, it's also an incredible tool for me, um, on Instagram, those who follow me, the the podcast account i'm posting journaling prompts all the fucking time and journaling did really really help me to figure out the things that bring, bring me pleasure my relationship with it um where it comes from where it's a little bit damaged you know like all these things like you can just kind of like go deeper and deeper and deeper and it's really really interesting to kind of find the root um just like with journaling like writing this essay Uh, that I literally have not talked about. And I think it's going to be another episode because it's just a big topic. But um, writing, writing is really, really helpful. It's something that once again, it's, it's free, like you can do it yourself. And you just need time and space. And that's pretty much um, what you need. Uh, It's great. These tools of introspection are very useful. And are not the kind of things that when you sit down you you get up and you 're a whole different person, I think there 's a misconception it 's like the same thing with meditation you don 't leave the spot being a completely different person. It might happen, but once again it 's things that take time. you know what i mean it's It, it definitely does take time, and it 's just about slowly incorporating it, being patient um and being uh loving with ourselves because we 're healing we 're all healing. No matter your gender, your ethnicity, uh, nationality, anything—it's we're all healing. We've all gone through shit, and we're all doing our best and trying, which is the most important. So I think that with try trying comes error, comes success, and that's that's incredible. It's just like trying things out and knowing yourself well enough to be like, okay, this works, and I'm gonna keep this, and blah, blah blah, and this doesn't, so. I think everything comes down to awareness and um, starting to notice how you feel in certain scenarios, doing certain things, and just how pleasure um, allows us seconds of feeling liberated, of feeling like nothing matters. Um, Here where I'm at the moment, at the island, um, I've had, I've been swimming in the ocean almost every day. And it's so liberating for somebody who struggles with uh, body image a lot um, and yeah it's just incredible just like how getting into the water just absolutely just like changes everything and even if it's for a few minutes while I'm in the water nothing matters like it doesn't matter how I look like um, what I eat what I don't it just I'm just a body in the ocean you know what I mean it's just that and I start feeling like my body serves me because it allows me to feel pleasure and it allows me to feel the water and to swim and to feel like what the fuck is this my life Is this really my life you know what i mean like i think seeing our bodies as well for people who struggle with body image or just or just in general uh ways of acknowledging the perfection in our bodies is uh feeling gratitude towards what it allows us to feel rather than how they look like You know, I think when I started um, thanking my body all the time, being grateful for, you know, literally making me feel, I don't know, making me look fucking great when I look incredible and making me, you know, allowing me to hug the people I love and allowing me to cook and allowing me to move and, you know, blah, 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 and indulge and enjoy. I started seeing my body completely different and I started... Enjoying even more, the the um the sensations that I felt in my body. Um, so it's it's quite healing as well to see that, and I think this I, I kind of kind of kind of like brought a lot of topics in, but at the end, it's everything is linked, and um, yeah, and I I would encourage you to tap into your daily, life, uh, routine. And ritualize the your little mundane uh, routines and tapping into your pleasure every day, Um, and that comes in the form of food, in the form of um, smells, activities, uh, visuals. You know, it comes in like lots of ways. It's very personal, very unique, very different for everybody, and that's why I find it beautiful. Um, It's not a subscripted list of things that you got to buy. It's not. It's not just fucking (laughs) sorry everybody I'm sorry it's not just making love it's it's it comes in different shapes and forms and we can all experience that we all we're all deserving of pleasure it's very healing and it's complete bullshit that you need to feel hot for that or you need to look great or feel in shape you're always deserving of pleasure and you're always deserving of the release and healing and healing that it brings so this was part one of this episode. I'm definitely gonna tap into it again because I literally didn't talk about anything of what I wanted to, but um I hope there's some valuable information in there. And yeah, I hope you have- <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful week. Um I'm really sorry if this was really messy. I just followed my heart and got really excited. But um, yeah, I'll, I promise I'm going to come back with something more organized about this topic because I fucking love it. I hope you have a wonderful week and uh, a wonderful rest of your month. Um, and yeah, I hope that somehow this serves you. And if not, that's totally fine. Um, I don't mind at all. Um, but yeah, I hope it does. Actually, I really hope. I do hope and... Yeah, I, I I yeah, I just wish that, yeah, we were taught a little bit more about this and that there were more accessible ways to all of this information because there's a lot. It's incredible and it's definitely something that does change the way that we live and the way that we experience life. So um yeah, that's that's me for today. Um if you know somebody who's gonna love this, um uh, make sure you share it and if you can, if you have the time. Uh, you can rate the show as well. So that'd be awesome. And yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Amorapodcast. You can send me, yeah, just whatever, honestly. (laughs) Not not whatever actually, but well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, Um, (laughs) thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode and I hope you have a wonderful day. Peace and love. Take care.